the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Intelligent Radio. With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Gun battles continuing in Israel. Terrorists have occupied a police station where Israeli forces have finally reclaimed the building. BBC correspondent Joe Fletcher. The bombardment has been severe. We are told by the military in Israel that they are convening thousands of troops in the area. So they are running an ongoing operation now to clear out the last remaining militants who've infiltrated Israel, but they are preparing for what they say is going to be a substantial ground offensive. That will take time to plan. And of course, ultimately, the thoughts of what happens to those hostages in any such event will be foremost in everyone's mind. In the meantime, Israel says now the death count reaching 900,000 have been wounded. And just mentioned there the growing concern, those who have been taken captive, at least 100 of them. This is SRN News. Brandon Tatum sees work ahead for Trump. MAGA people are going to vote for Trump no matter what. But for, the, for other people that's on the fence, in the middle, vacillating, in the general is when you're going to see a, 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 a huge effect. If Donald Trump is able to prove his innocence early on, or it, it appears that he's going to be innocent early on, I think that's going to be a tremendous boost for him. The Officer Tatum Show, afternoons at 5 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio. Stay tuned, another full hour of the closer edition of the Northern Alliance Radio Network with Brad Carlson coming up in moments. But first, a quick look at your Sunday forecast from the Genovations Regen Weather Center. Partly sunny today, high around 55 degrees, while tonight it will be a little chilly. Overnight low around 38 degrees, partly cloudy skies. Into Monday, sunshine for the day with a high around 52. You're listening to AM 1280 The Patriot. Stay tuned, Brad Carlson with the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-minus 3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast we like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for comments or questions. And if you'd like to check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. 
And give us a like or a follow if you haven't done so already, and feel free to follow us along in the video. Uh, our good friend Wyle Wilson from down in Texas says the video occasionally has been uh, freezing up or the stream kind of is intermittent. I apologize for that, folks. If you're experiencing that, uh, I am the furthest thing from a technology guru, so wish I could help you out with that. But uh, keep trying. Nevertheless, uh, I the live stream is up and running. I see it on our uh, my computer right now for what that's worth. So. Anyhow, I want to transition now to our first guest of the broadcast, and always a treat when we welcome to the program John Gabriel. He, the editor-in-chief at ricochet.com. Again, check out their fine work at ricochet.com. You can see John's writings uh, pretty much all over the place. He writes for his hometown newspaper, the Arizona Republic. I've seen some of his pieces show up at discoursemagazine.com, and somehow they let John Gabriel grace the pages of the CNN don't know how, quite how that happened, but uh, we're here to talk about uh, a lot of the things going on in national politics this past week. So, as always, honored to welcome to the program, John Gabriel. John, good to talk to you, sir. How are you? Great talking with you, as always. And, uh, yeah, at uh, CNN, I think, uh, I think I had to fill their queue for uh, just being a token, I think. So, every once in a while, they, uh, they let me blabber. I was going to say, they, the, the token right-of-center people are usually people like uh, Ana Navarro and Rick Wilson, so thankfully they're, they're going yeah. a little further right than that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. People apologizing for uh, having once been a Republican. How about, uh, how about the, uh, we're going to get into politics here, John, that's why we had John, but uh, wow, what's going on with your D-backs? What's gotten into them? Holy smokes! I know they are uh, lightening it up. It's uh, it's pretty crazy. Everybody here is a little bit surprised. It's like, dang! All right, good time to uh, go on a hot streak, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. It's been uh, been fun to watch. I you know I I uh, I live in Minnesota. I'm pretty much anti everything Wisconsin. So their sweep of the Brewers was extra sweet. Uh, and I know you're a Packers fan, so we'll stay away from that subject simply because your club's doing much better. So. <laughs> And my wife is a rabid Bites fan. I knew so, this, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it can get a little uh, tense around here two times a year at least. Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I won't add to the melees there, that is for <laughs> sure. But, uh, well, John, I was uh, I was curious. You know, I, I saw you immediately weigh in this past week as soon as uh, Speaker Kevin McCarthy, I believe he was the shortest tenured speaker in American history, if I read that correctly, uh, uh, Matt Gates, Florida congressman, led the brigade against uh, Speaker McCarthy. Seven other Republicans combined with 208 Democrats to oust Kevin McCarthy. Look, I've got no love for Kevin McCarthy. I, I agree with kind of the general sentiment. He seemed like a political opportunist, was kind of uh, 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 whoring himself out for, for Trump, for lack of a better phrase. And as we found out, when you do that and things don't go your way, Trump doesn't come to your rescue at all he's already moved on to the next endorsement of speaker jim jordan so that being said john gabriel uh speaker mccarthy is out uh well was this the right move was this do you see this as matt gates trying to further his political ambitions because it really didn't seem like there was much of a plan b here yeah and um i think that's what's frustrating uh to me about moves like this is i don't know anybody who's in love with kevin mccarthy of all people Sure, he's a nice guy. Um, I, I would I would enjoy having uh, I don't know burger and fries hanging out with a dude. I'm sure. However, um, I don't I don't think he really has passion for or against him. Uh, what was weird about Gates is okay. Now what? Um, mm-hmm. There is uh, if any of you um, had kids at the right time, at least Pixar movie Finding Dora. 
and half of the plot involves all these fish in an aquarium escaping to the sea, and they, um, at the very end of it, they finally do it. They have victory, but they're all kind of locked up in little uh, plastic baggies, and they're sitting in the ocean, and they're looking at each other and saying, okay, now what? Mm-hmm. What, <laughs> what do we do now? We did this amazing plan. We did this amazing thing. And now we have no idea what to do next. And, and that's what's frustrating about it. It's like, can you think a couple plays ahead instead of just, oh, this will be fun. I'll break something. He breaks it. And then it's like, okay, what what are we doing now? Uh, so it, it's just kind of frustrating to see these kamikaze, let's, uh, I don't know, fly the plane right into the carrier deck. But now it seems like we're going to be flying into our own deck. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I think this is – this. I mean, do you kind of agree with the sentiment that this was pretty much by design all along? Because you remember back to the, I don't know how many votes they ended up taking uh, for the speaker election back in January, that it almost seemed like Kevin McCarthy was set up for failure. Do you agree that this was kind of the logical conclusion, that this was kind of the plan all along? Yeah, I, I believe so. Uh, it looked like Gates was just like salivating for the opportunity to, uh, I don't know, shame Kevin McCarthy. I don't know, maybe... Kevin stole his girlfriend in college. I don't know what happened exactly, but uh, I just, I don't know. It's just frustrating to see um, Republicans go into these things where they make a big stand, they ask for money, and they're just not thinking a few. Uh, it's Politics is a lot like chess. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we don't have terribly intelligent people playing uh, the game. But you got to think a few moves ahead. And uh, it just seems like a lot of people are like, oh, this will help me win this news cycle today. And the next day they're like, um, okay, I don't think that helped anything. Obviously, uh, kind of a transitioning here um, to uh, the, on the world stage, you, know, you, like myself, saw the uh, incredibly disturbing images out of Israel over the weekend and the uh, uh, Hamas basically launching full-scale war, uh, admitting as much, uh, being backed by the uh, Iranian regime and uh, the responses were seem like sadly uh, uh, predictable. I, I don't know, John Gabriel, you've studied, I, I know you're kind of a student of history. Have you ever seen a country that uh, is under attack as much as Israel, yet they're the ones that are almost held accountable? Okay, you've been attacked, but let's let's de-escalate. Let's not, let's not, let's kind of keep the retaliation in, in check here because violence is not the answer because uh, I don't, I, I don't get a sense that Hamas is all that eager for some some sort of ceasefire here, John Gabriel. What are your thoughts about what you saw over the weekend? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just a response to the international community. It took about 12 hours, I think, for Biden to even issue a statement. Um, just really depressing. Watching the international community, it's like the only rules that, you know, when it comes to Israel, you know, they get treated differently than every other nation. It's just crazy. Um, any other country that's happened to, you would expect just this massive retribution, and no one would blink an eye, and most people would cheer them on. But when it comes to Israel, it's like, whoa, 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 let's not be too hasty. And, um, it's just crazy, and this raid that was happening, um, you know, it reads like something from the Old Testament. Let's mm. break into their their towns, grab their uh, women, and then, you know, bring them back to our territory. It's like this is, you know, it's not medieval. It's like a Bronze Age um, 
thing, you know, let's do a raiding party and uh, break into their tents and steal what they have and run away really quick. Um, it's just savage. It's disgusting. Um, I'm not sure exactly um, how Netanyahu and the Israeli, the IDF, believe replies to this time, but it's going to be brutal. It's going to be ugly. And you could even see once the shock wore off, people kind of saying, more and more people saying, the, okay, let's, let's de-escalate the situation. It's like, um, guys, you can't really de-escalate at this point after the horror forced upon so many Israeli, once again, Israeli civilians rather than military targets. And, of course, the uh, U.S. I don't know if you saw this. This was a tweet that was initially put up by the U.S. Office of Palestinian Affairs, quickly deleted for obvious reasons. Uh, we unequivocally condemn the attack of Hamas terrorists and the loss of life that has incurred. We urge all sides to refrain from violence and retaliatory attacks. Terror and violence solve nothing. So, uh, yeah, again, to your point, I don't see that an Iranian-backed terrorist organization— uh, whose sole goal is to wipe Israel off the map. Again, all that interested in uh, uh, taking back the, uh, or holding back on the terrorism and violence, John Gabriel. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just, um, it, it's frustrating, too. I can only imagine, I, you know, I know a couple of people who live in Israel, uh, friends of mine, and it, it, it just, I, I just can't imagine what they're going through in their minds, just seeing the international reaction of that by people sitting in their comfy offices um, at Foggy Bottom or somewhere in and around D.C., Manhattan, and the like. Um, I don't know whose biggest challenge is, I don't know, they have a hangnail or something. And uh, they're just saying, oh, okay, everybody calm down. Let's all be nice to each other and let's all get along. Um, that's not how the real world works exactly. And uh, I think if people are saying, okay, Israel has a right to defend itself, um, they don't get to a week from now saying, gosh, Israel is so mean. It's like, guys, these guys are on this tiny patch of land trying to stay alive, and uh, they're surrounded by enemies. Um, I think the reprisal will be brutal and uh, very long-lasting. Yeah, and it's a good thing that uh, uh, the the media was so judicious in not covering a uh, certain uh, discovery of uh, Iranian Iranians uh, infiltrating the uh, Biden administration. Otherwise, it, this would be pretty embarrassing to the administration, John Gabriel. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, that story broke. I think it was earlier this week. Yeah, um, and uh, it's just amazing. It's the the place is just like has. Uh, Foreign influences up to its eyeballs right now, and uh, you just really wonder who is even running things. Um, I, I think um, a lot of conspiracy theories are comforting because at least someone has a plan. <laughs> someone is pulling the strings, um, as uh, malevolent as they might be. But boy, it just seems like everything is adrift now. Everybody's just trying to get rich, the free for all, and uh, no one is minding the store anymore. Once again, we are joined by John Gabriel. He's the editor-in-chief at Ricochet. Check out their fine website, ricochet.com, and you can also see uh, some of John's writings at his hometown newspaper, Arizona Republic, as well as on CNN.com and DiscourseMagazine.com. John, need to take a quick break. Any chance you can hold for just one more segment with us? Sure can. Okay, fantastic. We'll be back with uh, John Gabriel and be here to take your phone calls. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. 
You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Or you can check us out on our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Give us a like or follow if you haven't done so already. And follow the live stream of the broadcast. Back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson. You know where. You listen every day. I never miss it. So now it's time for you to join the conversation. Who, me? Like AM 1280 The Patriot on Facebook and share your thoughts with like-minded conservatives. You can also enter to win prizes, learn about upcoming events, and more. Are you or a loved one struggling with drug or alcohol use? Maybe you're not sure if it's addiction or if treatment's needed. If so, you're not alone. According to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, 19.3 million people aged 18 or older had a substance use disorder in the past year. Hazelden Betty Ford offers a free confidential assessment. Inpatient, outpatient, and virtual options are available. It's time to take back your life. Hazelden Betty Ford can help. This message sponsored by Hazelden Betty Ford, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and the state. When I found out I was pregnant, I panicked. I was afraid, feeling pressured. I didn't know what else to do. I was nine weeks along and didn't know there were other options. I didn't know the baby already had a beating heart. I didn't know there were couples waiting to adopt. I called the confidential hotline and learned the facts. I found an option that both my baby and I can live with. Hello, my name is Marianne Koharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America, the Billboard People. So often we get calls just like this from men and women seeking health and alternatives. Our 800 hotline connects callers to the services they need for pregnancy, adoption, as well as post-abortion assistance. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of confidential counseling or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please call 1-800-366-7773 or check us out on the web, prolifeacrossamerica.org. Pro-Life Across America is educational, non-political, and tax-deductible. Grandchildren are a gift from God, but sometimes they come with surprise bonus gifts. I got granddaughters now that go to preschool. You've never been sicker in your life till you spend time around kids that go to preschool. It's awful. You want a flu vaccine? Scrape the cheek of a five-year-old coming out of a preschool. And my granddaughter waits till I'm sleeping on the couch and she just walks over and stares at me. And did you know because of gravity, everything in her little mouth is splashing on my face. Comedian Jeff Allen will be in Minnesota on November 16th at Celebration Church in Lakeville. AM 980 The Mission is hosting a clean comedy night, and all generations are welcome. The worst is when they take a drink out of your water. They give the glass back, and there's this six-course meal floating around the top. Jeff's stories are hysterical, and his testimony is deeply inspiring. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff in person. Water shouldn't have 40 grams of fiber in it. That's all I know. Visit am980themission.com today and save up to $10 per ticket. Did you hear Michelle Tafoya interview Al Michaels? What about Bob Costas? Hear her fascinating take on those two and more on the Salem Podcast Network. Hear intelligent radio through your smart speaker. Just say, play Play the the Patriot Patriot Minneapolis. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks so much for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. 
That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for comments or questions. And don't forget our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the live stream of the broadcast up and running. Uh, continuing our discussion with John Gabriel, he the editor-in-chief at ricochet.com. And I'd be re- remiss if I didn't tell you, if you're not following John on Twitter, now known as X, why the heck not? Uh, check out XJohn, E-X-J-O-N, XJohn on Twitter. And if you've been on Twitter for any length of time, you'll definitely recognize the avatar where he's got the uh, coffee cup uh, that he's uh, sipping from. Or is, it, or is that tea, John Gabriel? I've never been able to make that distinction. Oh, it, it is no way uh, tea. It is... Um... Yeah, I'm enjoying a nice uh, cup of coffee outside of uh, Intelligentsia Coffee. Talk about a smug name um, <laughs> in Chicago. So uh, very pretentious. Fair but, enough. Uh, I'm a little obsessed with good coffee. Well, John, we've had you on a number of times. Uh, obviously, you live in Arizona, so certainly uh, the issue with the uh, Swiss cheese uh, border on uh, Texas and Arizona have been of grave uh, concern with uh, illegal uh, aliens flooding across the border. It's gotten so bad that even your uh, representation in Arizona, Democrat senators, uh, well, now uh, Democrat Senator Mark Kelly and I guess independent Senator uh, Kirsten Cinema have been decrying the Biden administration's lack of attention to the border. It's gotten so bad, John Gabriel, that uh, you wrote about this at uh, CNN.com this past week that uh, now we've, uh, we're witnessing Blue MAGA. The Biden administration's uh, building a border wall, John Gabriel. What can you tell us about that? Yeah, it's uh, pretty amazing to see. And they aren't talking about building a complete wall, but uh, Biden is, yeah, he has gotten so much pressure, basically, from his own, um, I don't know, his own party, yes, but um, a lot of the fundraising people, uh, the uh, very wealthy Democrats in places like Chicago, New York, and elsewhere, are a little upset uh, to see their city having to deal with um, migrants, which we're supposed to call uh, people illegally across the border these days, um, as, as I've learned from editors. So, <laughs> so uh, it's a um, pretty amazing turn of events, and I think one of the most powerful political moves over the past several years has been governors like Greg Abbott, uh, Doug Ducey, who is a former governor here in Arizona, and of course, uh, Florida's Ron DeSantis, just sending migrants up to places like first Martha's Vineyard, but also uh, big northern cities who brag about being sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. And that has completely changed the equation. Uh, we're Being in Arizona, uh, we're used to seeing our border towns just being filled with uh, human wave after human wave and uh, local people in small towns having to somehow take care of them. And uh, just that it's a small number of these people have been set up north, all of a sudden now it's some kind of a national crisis. It's, a, it's amazing, but um, it's in their backyard. All of a sudden they want some moves made. So um, not only are they building uh, portions of the wall, they're also – just voiding 27 regulations, mostly environmental, about uh, any kind of restrictions on building the wall, all the excuses they used against Trump, all of a sudden now, hey, we're waiving all those because we need to get this darn fence up ASAP. And I I love how you uh, cited uh, 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 President Biden's uh, rationale itself. It's like, well, you know, the money was already appropriated – via Congress. Uh, they wouldn't appropriate elsewhere. So, you know, it just had to be spent there, John Gabriel. He had no choice, John Gabriel. It's uh, hands off on this one, apparently. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, Biden is famously ethical about following the dictates of uh, Congress, uh, as, as we've all seen so many times. So all of a sudden, I had no choice. And he also was asked, like, like, so do you think a border wall would work? He's like, no. Uh, okay. Uh, I think we all know what's going on here. It's uh, politically um, expedient for him to do this now, and right. it's pretty much untenable for him to avoid the border. Because it's something like um, the poll was about 76% of Americans think that uh, we need to secure the border. And this obviously that is not only Republicans, it is not Republicans plus independents, but it's this massive number of Democrats saying, okay, uncle, we've right. had enough, we need to do something down there. Um, so, yeah, it finally became politically untenable, which is good to see. And um, it's good that. Towns like Del Rio, Texas, Yuma, Arizona um, are not going to have to deal with this problem, hopefully, uh, to the extent they used to. At least, um, I don't know, at least they can have a little release valve of all these northern cities who um, are very far from the border and have bragged about their compassion are now completely panicking. Yeah, and, and I guess the I guess the one silver lining in all of this is it you know when these migrants started to, an influx of them starting to get in New York City and, and Chicago, which obviously are not small cities, and you had government officials within these jurisdictions openly complaining about how their resources were strained beyond what they're capable of. It, it really shone a light on what a, what a, an issue it was to to your point, El Paso, Texas, and Yuma, Arizona. It's like, well, if it's a strain on New York City and Chicago. How do you think it's impacting us? I mean, I, I was just shocked to read in your piece. It shouldn't be surprising, but I was shocked nonetheless of how the adverse impact it was having on people in the town of Yuma, Arizona, where three times the migrants were coming into their town and how it has adversely impacted people who citizens who need medical care and have to go elsewhere. It just that just shows you the real world impact this is having, John Gabriel. It was shocking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but it's just basically these migrants um, have barely gotten any kind of health care, and uh, they're brought to the hospital there. Um, you've had uh, 300,000 migrants tracing through that, you know, not it's a city, but it's not very large. Sure. 300,000 migrants walking through, and the population of the town is 100,000. So um, they're filling up the hospitals. And then you have citizens who live there, and there's a lot of military, ex-military, um, a lot of elderly folks who end up retiring there, and uh, they're having to go about 170 miles away to drive to Phoenix, Arizona, or San Diego. It's basically right in between those two cities, and uh, they need to go there for things like neonatal you know, care, uh, basic checkups, because there's no room in the hospital. Yeah, that's just absolutely shocking. And again, it, 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 if anything, it's shining a brighter light on these people who have been de- decrying the situation for years and years are finally now being heard when, you know, again, elitist cities like Chicago and, and New York are talking about how they're being strained beyond what they're capable of. So, uh, you know, again, kudos to the Biden administration for doing I'd say kudos to the Biden administration for doing the right thing. But, you know, like you've just alluded to, they, they were kind of bullied into it. Uh, by all sides. Well, uh, John, we only have a few minutes to go. Uh, I was kind of following this story on the periphery, didn't dig into it too deeply, so I would wait till I talked to you. Uh, where the heck was your governor for a time where people thought she stepped down? What was going on with that? 
Yeah. Well, here is the here is the story on last week. Uh, the state treasurer, who is a Republican, Kimberly Yee, um, she um, announced on Twitter, "Oh, by the way, I'm the acting governor right now." Um, there was no communication <laughs> from Katie Hobbs or governor's office, um, and apparently, all the Democrats um, elected to represent our state in various ways all fled town at the exact same time. What occurred on that day where they fled town? Biden visited. Ah. They were so terrified of being photographed with Joe Biden, <laughs> they all scattered. You know, uh-huh. like you turn the lights on in your room and the, you see the roaches running everywhere. Right. Yeah, they all fled in a panic with very little warning because Biden had visited the state. Um, and they just didn't really tell the press that they were doing that. So. It caused a bit of a stir. Um, I was uh, aggressively uh, lobbying Kimberly Yee on Twitter to, you know, give me official royal titles. Uh, I don't know, maybe an opportunity for graft so I could, I don't know, run some made-up agency or something like that, at least for a few days. Sadly, uh, she was ethical, which is always a trouble I have with uh, certain politicians. But uh, it, it just shows how toxic Biden is. And how incompetent our governor is. Well, and I was going to say, and some, I have to say, I'm, I'm, I'm genuinely, generally annoyed by conspiracy theories, especially to something where, hey, there's a very simple explanation. But these, some of the conspiracy theories that come from this, I had to say, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Apparently, this was her retribution for interfering or stealing the election from Carrie Lake or something. I think that was my favorite one. So there were some good ones out there, John Gabriel. <laughs> Yeah, there were some great ones. I could have added Field in the Fire, but since I write for uh, the main state newspaper, I was like, okay, I probably will be writing for them long if I bring some hilarious jokes. <laughs> right, right. Once again, we've been joined by John Gabriel. He's the editor-in-chief at Ricochet. Check out their fine work at ricochet.com, and you can also, uh, again, follow John at discoursemagazine.com. He occasionally writes for CNN as well as his hometown newspaper, uh, the Arizona Republic, which I think I told you last time, John, I wanted to read a story of yours, and so I uh, I ponied up the dollar per month to subscribe to that. So I'm going to see all your stuff there. Appreciate it. So, John, always good to talk to you, sir. Have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, go D-backs. All right, go D-backs. See you next time. AM1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Packages start at $29.99 a month with signed agreement. Restrictions apply. Speak to a representative for complete offer details. See Vivint.com for license details. Terms and conditions apply. Homeowners, if you're looking for the best in home security and smart home technology at a price you can actually afford, we have great news. Now you can get Vivint's award-winning home security systems starting at about a dollar a day. U.S. News and World Report has recognized Vivint as the best professionally installed home security system of 2022. And right now, you can get Vivint's home security technology for about a dollar a day. Plus, get free professional installation from a licensed technician. Protect your home and loved ones for as low as a dollar a day. 
Call right now for your free home security consultation. 800-901-5563. 800-901-5563. That's 800-901-5563. We noticed we had a leak in our roof. Hey, I'm Brenda from Stillwater, Minnesota. We noticed some water staining in our ceiling by our chimney. This is our first time working with JTR Roofing. A close friend had recommended them and had a great experience. They ended up replacing our roof and performed the work on our chimney. I would recommend JTR Roofing because they were reliable, friendly, there were no hidden costs in their quotes, and the craftsmanship was outstanding. Not only did they do an outstanding job on our home, but also they support the community. They've had a good reputation in the 30 years that they've been in business. And just overall, it was just a wonderful experience working with the company. I was absolutely satisfied with the work. Absolutely, we're thinking about having our windows replaced and we will be calling JTR. Go to JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com. I always thought that tires would be more expensive at a dealership, but Invergrove Hyundai proved me wrong. Hi, it's Mike from Rosemont. I knew I needed a new set of tires before winter. My go-to is usually my warehouse club because, hey, they're a warehouse club, right? They have to have the best deal. I bought two cars at Invergrove Hyundai, and they're great to work with, so I thought I'd just see what they had to offer. I told Tyler what I usually spend and asked if he had a good set of tires in that price range. He gave me a great quote, and it was a few bucks under my limit on a set of four tires. Plus, he got me in and out in an hour. If you need tires, skip the specialty shop and the warehouse clubs and give Invergrove Hyundai a call. Let them know what you need, and they'll take care of you like they did for me. Invergrove Hyundai's service technicians are ready for you no matter what kind of vehicle you drive. Open 7 a.m. to 6 p.m. weekdays. Call them today or schedule your appointment at InvergroveHyundai.com. That's InvergroveHyundai.com. Okay, welcome back. AM twelve eight of the Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks always for tuning in. And here to take your phone calls six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N A R N Show. And check out our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page where we have the broadcast or the live stream of the broadcast up and running. So you can feel free to comment on there as well. Our good friend Wild Wilson from down in Texas told us that the stream has been cutting in and out. I apologize for that, folks. Uh, keep trying. Hopefully it's better. But as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, taking a transition now, talking uh, local political issues and uh, honored to welcome Zach Arco. He running for Hennepin County or uh, Anoka Hennepin uh, school District School Board. He is in Area 2, and uh, he'll be talking a little bit about his candidacy, motivation for getting in. And uh, like I said, folks, uh, these these are local election years, and I believe early voting has already started. So uh, these school board elections, city council elections, everything, I dare say they're more important than, say, your state legislature and Congress presidential. Not that you shouldn't vote in those elections. Of course you should, but these have a direct impact on your everyday lives, so definitely could find out more about these candidates. Uh, Zach Arco, welcome to the broadcast, sir. How are you? Yeah, thank you for just having me on. I am doing good. Uh, so, I, as I mentioned, Anoka, Hennepin, Area 2, which covers uh, which uh, cities, if you want to share with the listeners? Yeah, so uh, the Anoka, Hennepin School District is the largest in the state of Minnesota, and so they divide it into six areas, 
districts okay. technically, but it gets confusing if you say district divided into districts. So six areas. My area is area two. It includes every portion of the city of Blaine that's in the district, as well as one precinct in Coon Rapids as well. Blaine yeah. is very dense and very large. So Yeah, yeah, and they're finally working on Highway 65, I see, so that's good. <laughs> yeah. Or they're going to. I don't know they, if they start working on it yet. but They got the money. They got the money, so that's good. So uh, we had Nolan West on some time ago to talk about that. So he, oh, yeah. he got to do a little victory lap, so that's always good. Well, we hopefully that works out. And my wife works in the uh, Spring Lake Park School District, so she doesn't get on 65, but she's near there. So she hears all about it, if nothing else. So... Uh, well, okay. So we uh, introduced who you are, Zach Arco. Why are you running? Why am I running? Well, that is a great question. Um, well, to begin with, I have some little girls, uh, one of which is just about school age here. And like all parents in that situation, when you have kids and you have to educate them, mm-hmm. you start to just ask the, the most basic question, which is what is the best way to educate my children? What are my options? And... Just to give a little history, I went to the public school system. I actually went to Spring Lake Park High School. Um, I grew up in Blaine, lived there almost my entire life. We still live there. Blaine is kind of divided into the two major school districts. And my wife had the privilege to go to um, a private school. So we kind of have experience from both of those backgrounds. And I had kind of just taken for granted that we would send our kids to public school. Okay. And then, you know, of course, when I was doing my due diligence, I started to look into things. And let's just say the public school system is not what it was when I was there. And it, it's there, there's a lot to be desired right now. So it kind of forced me to ask some hard questions like, is this the best route? If not, what else do we do? And really, all of this led to me just being motivated to run for the school board because I am the type of person who, when I see a problem, I like to be a part of the solution to said problem. And I also like to... um prevent a fire rather than put out a fire. I don't I don't want to send my kids somewhere that they're going to struggle. I'd rather, you know, help to fix it so that when they get there and really everybody's kids not just mine, but when they get there they will they will succeed. So. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's a great point, you know, regardless of whether your kids are attending public school or not. And we've had some school board candidates whose kids are attending private school, but nevertheless, it would behoove their community to have a well-functioning school district, you know, oh, yeah. regardless if their kids are going there. So there definitely is a vested interest in that. So as you're going out campaigning, obviously the campaign grind enta- you know, entails uh, going to different events, uh, talking to voters, maybe even doing some door knocking, handing out campaign literature, whatever. Uh, is there one issue in particular that's uh, more of a priority among voters than any other, Zach Arco? Well, I think there's kind of two main issues. The The one I would say is almost by definition, the most important is just academic performance of students. Mm. And I mean, the reason being is why does the school system exist at all? It's for academic performance. It's to learn, you know, reading, writing, arithmetic, science, other subjects as well. But really that that's the reason you send your kids. So if that's struggling, well, we need to fix that because that is the entire purpose. The public school, school system exists. In fact, I actually have here, I'll I'll read it for you. It's Minnesota State Statute 120A.03, just the first line of it. It's actually the Minnesota Public School Mission Statement. It says, the mission of public education in Minnesota, a system for lifelong learning, is to ensure individual academic achievement and informed citizenry and a highly productive workforce. Call me silly, but I just don't think those things are happening very well right now. Mm -hmm. So that is by far priority number one. The second major priority is, um, and this is kind of how I explain it to people when I go out campaigning and door knocking, is we live in a culture nowadays that is very divisive. Yes. There's, there's different views that 
have let's just say people don't agree on. And but that's okay because in the public school system there really isn't any need for these divisive issues to be present. They have nothing at all to do with academics. And I think all of these things are just better left in the hands of parents to guide their children in. So I, I hope the the second major priority is to just to the greatest extent legally possible, because the state of Minnesota is passing all kinds of laws that make some of this rather difficult, but to just remove all of these very divisive cultural things and just make sure the school system stays in its lane, which is focusing on academics. So those are kind of the two major priorities. So, yeah. So when you're asked uh, if, you know, hey, if you're elected to the school board, what's what's the first thing you're going to do? Maybe kind of share with the listeners what your perspective is on the role of a school board member, because some get the wrong idea that they they can be uh, some sort of some sort of savior. And that's not necessarily the case, but nevertheless, they could be the voice of the particular area that they're representing. So uh, in your estimation, Zach Arco, what, what is the role of a school board member? So the role of the school board member, kind of like any board of directors, even for a business is to sort of steer the ship, right? We vote on the budget. We decide how the money is spent. We choose curriculum, things like that. We hire and fire the superintendent. The superintendent is the one who does the actual managing with, with the priorities we give him. Or her, but we're we kind of set the direction, we set the policies. So, um, as for what I would do if I were to get elected, I mean, the the first thing, and again, kind of going back to that main point, which is why does the school system exist at all? It's academics. We are currently in a state where, in our school district, so don't even worry about the rest of Minnesota, just the Anoka Hennepin School District, just fifty point nine percent of third graders can read at grade level. Mm. And the reason I point that particular stat out is because whether or not you can read in third grade at grade level is a key benchmark indicator of future success potential. And suffice it to say, if you can't, you tend to struggle tremendously going forward with everything. And there's a very simple reason for this. It's because before third grade, you're learning to read. And then after third grade, you're largely reading to learn. Sure. So if you can't read well by third grade, it's all downhill from there. And I mean, think about that. It's about 50% of third graders in our district can't do that. And instead of addressing it, we're just sending them on to the next grade level where they then struggle and struggle and struggle until we graduate them. And the only reason that all of this is happening isn't because academic excellence is being achieved, but because standards are being lowered and lowered and lowered. And the problem is just being just ignored and brushed under the rug like somehow this isn't happening. So the the major priority is to just do academics well. That uh, Far and away, that is the first thing that we have to In a about. school, do tell, Zach Arco. <laughs> wow, okay. So, you know, they, they, these are all obviously very common sense uh, points you're making. So when you're going out and about and in a, in a campaign grind, um, I, you know, again, to, to, the, to the ear, it sounds like, very common sense points. Is there any, some sort of pushback you're getting on these? I mean, are there some, I mean, I would imagine there are some, um, is there, could you affix a percentage to it that where some people will defend some of the kind of the cultural uh, issues that are permeating our schools, Zach Arco? Are you getting some of that? Yeah. So uh, that's an interesting question. So my take uh, from my own experience, what I found is the, the vast majority of people, and uh, this is kind of a generalization, but I think it fits what I see very well. They they are kind of just under the assumption that the school system is as good as it was when they were there. Mm. They they don't. Okay. So which is somewhat understandable because, I mean, if you're done with school and you're in sometimes even your kids are done with school, why are you following, you know, local school happenings and politics and stuff like that? It's just not really on a lot of people's radar. But. When you make them aware of these things, typically they're, they're very much on board. But as for the, the divisive cultural stuff, 
I tend to get, you know, other than the majority of people who, you know, they're, they're not necessarily completely aware of what's going on. I do tend to get the two, let's say, more extreme responses from either side. Um, some people get it completely, and they're very happy that I'm there. They're like, yes, this is a major problem. We need to get this fixed. I've had reactions from people that said they were actually thinking of pulling their children from the public school system because of the the push. They, this is how somebody described it. The push of the the gender ideology stuff in the current in the mm. school as it is. Okay. So they were actually considering taking their children out just because what the values they were being exposed to at school were contradicting what they were being taught at home. So that's kind of one one extreme. And then the other extreme is people who unfortunately are on the complete opposite side of the of, of the aisle with these things. And one of one of the more bizarre questions I'm asked frequently enough to to notice a pattern emerging is People seem to think that the I want to ban books or make us like Florida, whatever that is. So I I, what I've found is when people ask that they don't even fully understand what they're talking about. Say, number one, Florida hasn't banned books, but, uh, you know, that's an aside. (laughs) Yeah. So what I've said, and and I'm stunned by the responses I get to this is I because I am a free speech loving person, right? Like anyone, I think banning material is a bad idea. With the single caveat that, and this is how I describe it, that I, I refer to, there have been a number of videos popping up on the internet recently about a parent or someone who will go to a school board meeting with a book from the library of that school system mm-hmm. and just read it oh, out yeah. loud. I've seen this. And then the school board members ask them to stop and sometimes have security remove them simply because they're reading a book out loud. So what I say is, my standard is this for ban- quote-unquote banning books, even though that's not what this really is. Right. I say if an adult cannot read a book out loud to a room full of other adults without being told to stop, probably that book is not something that should be in the hands of a public school library where children have access to it. Right. And that's with the full understanding that that book is still not banned. Correct. It's just not accessible in that venue. You're still free to go wherever you want and buy that book. And if for some reason you feel your, your kid needs to see that book— you can go get it for them somewhere else. But and I, I think that's a very common sense approach to these things. Very few people find the answer palatable, which is just stunning to me <laughs> because the, the question I try to ask, but I don't really get a good response is, well, do you let your kid look at just anything on the Internet? Mm-hmm. It, it, just because you don't let them look at anything on the Internet doesn't mean you want to ban the stuff, but you certainly safeguard the Internet for them, don't you? But no, I guess not everybody feels this way. <laughs> yeah, well, again, there's no certainly no uniform approach. We know that. Well, once again, we are joined in studio by Zach Arco. He running for Anoka Hennepin School Board in Area 2. Uh, Zach, we need to take a quick break. Any chance you can hold for one final segment with us? Yeah, for sure. Okay, fantastic. We'll be back with Zach to talk more about his candidacy. And if you so desire, take your phone call, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag N-A-R-N show. That's hashtag NARN show. And we do have the live stream of our uh, broadcast up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Brad Carlson back with one final segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Take your favorite Patriot hosts with you wherever you go by downloading our app. Listen to your favorite shows, see our social media posts, enter exclusive contests, and more. Just search for AM1280 The Patriot in the App Store. 
If your home plans include adding a bedroom in the basement, you should be aware that code requires an emergency egress window so any family member rooming downstairs can get out of the house quickly and safely. Egress windows also supply access to the basement for emergency responders. Standard Water Control specializes in egress window installation. Add light, ventilation, and value to your home with an egress window. Now is the perfect time to schedule your consultation. Visit standardwater.com. That's standardwater.com. Over 50,000 police officers are assaulted on the job each year, leading to injuries and death. This is the reality they deal with when making contact with the public. Another reality is that if someone doesn't comply with a lawful order or uses force against them, police may have to use sufficient force in response to obtain compliance. Use of force is always ugly. Nobody likes it, especially police, and nobody knows how it will turn out. Spread the word. For de-escalation to work, both parties must de-escalate. And de-escalation isn't necessary if there is no escalation. Help police by not escalating. Don't attack or try to disarm an officer. Whether it's getting asked a question, getting a citation, or getting arrested, don't argue, don't resist, don't flee. After the encounter has been resolved is the time to address any complaints. Comply now, complain later. Keep everybody safe. This message brought to you by the National Police Association. To learn more about how to help law enforcement accomplish its goals, visit nationalpolice.org. How does the baby move in your tummy? How does the baby eat? Can the baby hear me? How did the baby get in there? Wow, a pregnancy can sure generate a lot of questions. But what's important is that a baby is a baby inside and out of the womb, not just after birth, but nine months before at conception. That's right, every baby is a miracle. Hello, my name is Marianne Kuharski. I'm the director of Pro-Life Across America. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives or assistance or would like to support the work of Pro-Life Across America, please visit our website at prolifeacrossamerica.org or better yet, simply dial pound 250 on your cell phone and say the keyword pro-life. Pro-Life Across America is non-political and totally educational. A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception. Thinking about climbing Pikes Peak? You can get this radio station there, too. TuneIn.com, iHeartRadio, and Odyssey.com. We're always on. Ringing liberty and truth. We are Freedom 1570. Just say, play Freedom Radio Minneapolis. say I put my headphones on for all right we're on hip 12 into Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network it's me Brad Carlson one final segment on the broadcast joining us in studio has been Zach Arco he running for a school board a seat on the school board in the Anoka Hennepin District Area 2, which covers all of Blaine and one precinct within Coon Rapids. Uh, Zach, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, allow you the opportunity to share your website with folks. Because, again, campaign grind. Uh, we're down the stretch drive here. Some people may have voted early. Some may are uh, still weighing the decision. So if people want to find out more about your campaign, maybe uh, throw some resources in for the cause. Where can they find it? Yeah, so my website has a very simple name. It's just myname.com, so zacharco.com, Z-A-C-H-A-R-C-O.com. 
Okay, and uh, you also have uh, you're active on the socials, Facebook, all that good stuff. Yep, I got a Facebook up as well. Those are the two main avenues to kind of look into me or message me or whatever. So yeah, fantastic. And by the way, folks, uh, if you want to go to my blog, bradcarlson.org, I have linked to Zach's website on the post promoting today's show. So kind of your one stop shop where you can go there again, find out more about Zach, and uh, if you want to donate to the cause, that uh, certainly uh, would be helpful as well. At this, uh, and you know we're. Getting into the stretch drive, that is for sure. Well, Zach, uh, obviously the, one of the things that we've been hearing about a lot of these school board races, and you know, I, I'm not saying it necessarily started in the state of Virginia, but certainly it was something that was, uh, gained attention when you had the governor's race in 2021, when you had uh, one of the candidates say that uh, it doesn't feel like uh, parents should necessarily have input into what <laughs> kids are being taught at schools. I don't think that is exactly how he meant it, but it was a very inartful way of saying it nonetheless. And no one is suggesting that parents are going in and saying, I know how to teach calculus, I know how to teach English, let me roll up my sleeves and get in here and do that. No one is suggesting that parents are doing that, but to what you've been talking about the previous segment, a lot of the cultural issues that are permeating the schools really aren't necessary to make kids productive citizens because that obviously is going to have an economic impact as well. So uh, as a parent, that must be kind of a shock to hear how the phrase parental rights has almost become kind of a pejorative in these races, Zach Arco. Yeah, it's kind of shocking we're at that point where something like parental rights um, is taboo now or becoming that way. Um, that's that's one of the main points I'm running on. And yeah, no, I, the school system in no way should attempt to operate as a third parent. Like I said, it just needs to stay in its lane, focus on academics, and respect really the background and values of all students and parents. And you're going to have a lot of diversity there, so the school shouldn't be picking values to elevate and yeah, just it really just needs to focus on academics. So, yeah, and obviously we've been hearing a, a, about issues. And again, I don't know that it's, uh, um, you know, there was an awful lot of legislation addressing issues like this, you know, at the at the state legislative level. But you've seen other states where basically that uh, there are certain things that they want to conceal from parents. One of the one of the high profile aspects of this is if a child decides to go by a different pronoun. You have a female, a biological female child wants to be known as a male and wants to be known by a male name. And uh, you may be, uh, uh, I don't know if you've come across scenarios, but certainly this is something that's presented itself maybe in other states where you know the teacher will call the child by its original name around the parents, but then in school you're to call it by their preferred name and not tell the parents that the child is having these tendencies. And that just seems... Very backwards to me, Zach Arco. Yeah, no, so it's funny you mention that because, so I'm endorsed by the Anoka Hennepin Parents Alliance. Okay. And they had a post on Facebook, I can actually just read it to you, I have it here, about exactly this. So here's the post, it says, as this is from an anonymous teacher, by the way, and you'll see why they're anonymous. Mm -hmm. As an Anoka Hennepin teacher, I'm speaking anonymously for fear of retaliation, but feel parents need to know what is going on inside the schools. There are good parents intentionally being kept in the dark while schools affirm their child's gender transition. At my school, teachers and administrators call a young student by a different name and pronouns at school and don't inform the parents. Mm. The parents should be involved, and I don't feel comfortable going behind their backs. There's a huge amount of pressure to go along with a child's gender confusion, and most teachers do. When speaking to the student's parents, staff use the child's given name and biological pronouns hiding what's happening at school. Unfortunately, my experience is not an isolated incident in the Anokhanaban district, as a parent myself, I know this is wrong. The secret needs to be told. Wow. So okay. that pretty much epitomizes parental rights. And I, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who would 
look at that and say that it's great that that's happening. It no, like parents are the the ones who teach their children their values, their beliefs, who guide them in stuff like this. So to intentionally deceive and conceal something like this going on in their child's life is inappropriate, and stuff like this should not be happening. Well, it's unconscionable to me because I you know I alluded to this last uh, state legislative session when just you know as I've called a buffet of lunacy that came out of there, and one of the things yeah. where we would act as a sanctuary to pre-adults, kids who want to come for, you know, uh, gender affirming care, they're calling it all, all of these euphemisms. And if say an underage kid comes from Iowa, you know, that shielding the shielding the parents from access to the child. I mean, that, that just seems awfully backwards to me. And this state is passing laws like this. I don't know if they've passed a law that prevented teachers from sharing information with parents i'm not 100 percent sure on that but to act like as a sanctuary from other states it's just it's warped yeah so uh, to my understanding i believe there was some law passed with respect to teachers specifically or like the school system where now teachers cannot be disciplined for for affirming and doing stuff like this like if the board were to say please don't do this and then they do it anyways uh, legally i think i'd have to look into the law this is a, a recent one yeah yeah um i don't believe they can be disciplined any longer however that does not apply to deceiving parents about what's going right. on. It, it, to the extent that this is happening, that parents first and foremost should just be informed and say, here's what's going on in your child's life. Here's what we're going to do about it. And then now the ball's in the parents' court to do whatever they find best because, again, their child's they're going to have their own children's best interests in mind. So always, always, always kick stuff like this back to the parents. Once again, so, we've been joined in studio by uh, Zach Arco. Check out his website, Zach Arco.com, that's Z-A-C-H-A-R-C-O, ZachArco.com, to find out more about his campaign. And you can look up his Facebook page uh, by this, doing a search by his name as well. Uh, Zach, best of luck to you these uh, la- this last month of the campaign, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing the results on uh, election night. Thank you so much for stopping by, and uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. AM1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Folks, as always, I have enjoyed it. It's been me, Brad Carlson. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week. Turn all of the lights on over every boy and every girl. Can your IRA stand up to the next financial crisis that our top economists are saying is at our doorsteps? By allocating a percentage of your IRA into physical gold and silver with a tax-free rollover, you can diversify and safeguard your holdings from turbulent markets and economic downturns by putting your IRA back on the gold standard. Find out how to safeguard your assets with a tax-free rollover with a Genesis Gold IRA. The only IRA that can hold physical precious metals. Call now for your free gold and silver report. Protect your IRA today with one simple phone call and learn how to qualify for up to $10,000 in free silver. Call Genesis Gold Group, empowering faith-driven stewardship. 800-504-1123. That's 800-504-1123. George Orwell's book, 1984, was supposed to be fiction, not a roadmap. He understood the importance of this mindset when he said, if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Today, more than ever, our classrooms have become a place of conformity and not liberty. Join Rebecca Hagstrom and Abigail Johnson 
as they lead the conversation about what's required to take steps forward in putting these liberties back in our classrooms and our country. Education America tackles the biggest issues around education, including critical race theory, racial equity, school choice, and so much more. Tune into Education America. Save the classroom, save the country. Saturday evenings at 6 on AM 1280 The Patriot. Saving the classroom starts with being informed and being ready to stand up. Join Rebecca and Abigail Saturdays at 6 p.m. on AM 1280 The Patriot. There are no words to describe it. The isolation. The boredom. The loneliness. If you're wondering where your teenage son or daughter's spirit went, you're hardly alone. The past year has been devastating, especially for them. But here's the good news. They might just find it again, playing high school sports. Workouts that stimulate, teammates and coaches that care, the sense of belonging so many of us have been missing lately. That's what school sports are all about. The sense of achievement is real, and the camaraderie is hard to beat. Coping with uncertainty is difficult, but school sports can help the teenagers in your family start feeling like themselves again. Encourage them to give it a try. High school sports, it's so much more than a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.